Hello, Duke fans, and welcome to episode 499. Are we calling this episode 499, or do we? I have think to we're line? calling it a bites. We're calling it a bites. We have to call it bites. All right, fine. <laughs> we're I guess bites. we're. I guess this is. I guess this is DBR bites episode 20. Now I have to keep track of two different numbers, which uh, I'm I'm doing it for now. We'll see how. Yeah, long yeah. Wait, that wait, lasts. Sam. There's only one number you have to keep track of. One, the number of ACC titles that John Shire has coached Duke to. Yeah, one. John Shire undefeated uh, in the ACC tournament through through one year of the ACC tournament. So pretty cool. I'm your host for this episode. I'm Sam Klein. I've got Jason Evans and Donald Wine here. Uh, I think Jason is somewhere quiet. So let me let him introduce himself first. Jason, what's up, man? Duke's, Duke, I, I just had Duke a really good ACC time. Champs. I had a really good time watching that game. It was a, a, an incredible, incredible effort by the Blue Devils. So much fun. We should let everyone know, by the way, we're, we're recording this like a, a minute and a half after the game ended. So we're probably not going to have many headlines, all that stuff. It, it's, it's not going to be as polished as usual. This is raw. This is rough. This is oh, real. Yeah. yeah, we're we're the we're the real polished guys. Donald Wine, <laughs> uh, I think, is is on the floor of a casino. So, Donald, give us the uh, give us the vibe right now. So I am at for, for people who know I am at Circa, which is one of the casinos here in D- in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, but they have a swim up pool that you can watch all the games at. So I was actually at the stadium swim to watch this game, and holy hell, I am so glad that we won that game. It was a terrible game to watch from an aesthetic standpoint, but man, I'm glad we pulled it off once again. We've done so much over this tournament over the last three weeks. We have won in every single way. We won by defense. We won by getting the points that we needed to against a team that always limits it. And, man, we are now ACC champions. I think John Shire is the first coach since Vic Bubas to do that in his first year as a Duke coach. First, first Duke coach first since coach the, Vic Bubas. <laughs> that's, Vic Bubas uh, coached in the 60s. Yes. Uh, wait, wait. This, was, is, this is the first podcast we've done from a pool. I just want to point that out. We've been at this uh, since 2015. Is it? Technically, I am outside of the pool now. Uh, it does not work with uh, with with phones and water. Um, I know it's 2023, but uh, I am just outside the pool. So yes, we can call it the swim up pool. I don't, I don't remember if I've ever recorded at the pool before. I, I'm, it's totally possible. Like I, I don't know that that's that's definitive, Jason. Someone will have to tell us. Anyway, I, I will tell you something that is official, and that's that uh, Duke. Are the ACC champs? Uh, Hell yeah! <laughs> it has been it has been an incredibly weird season. I think in John Shire's first year, but uh, they get to uh, to hang a banner in Cameron this year in his first season. The final score is fifty nine to forty nine. They cut away from the game, so I, I don't know this officially, but I assume that Kyle Filipowski won uh, ACC tournament, uh, wh- whatever they call that player MVP, of the week, most outstanding MVP. player. If if he didn't, they need to do a recount. There's like no way he didn't win it. He averaged yeah, 19 and a half points per game. And like I'm 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 calling it. He's he's he won it. I don't I don't care what they say or who he's they my, to. He's, it's him. He's 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 my uh he's he's my ACC tournament MVP. I need to read one headline, Jason, before I let you read other ones. Uh because it came from my guy Nick Jackson and uh I think he sent us the first version of this, although we got multiple of them that just says, this is a good cons- one. We consider this matter closed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I don't, I, I really don't know how to, how to sum this up better than Duke. We, we talked going into the ACC tournament that Duke's on this six game winning streak 
And at the end of that six-game winning streak, they had beaten a few teams that were either tournament-bound or trying to get into the tournament, UNC, NC State, these types of teams. Heading into the tournament, we said, on the one hand, Duke has uh, a slightly favorable path to the championship, and on the other hand, they could face both Miami and Virginia along the way, the last two teams that they lost to. That ended up coming true. Duke beats Miami yesterday. They beat Virginia today by 10 points, although I think it was closer than that for a decent portion of the second half. So let me ask you guys first for headlines, and then I want to hear about the good, of course. So, Jason, any other headlines from the listeners or from you if you came up with one in the last five minutes since the game ended? Yeah, so I don't have one, but our listeners are coming through. Uh, So uh, Ken Swanner, uh, who is uh, someone that we frequently get headlines from, Ken has John Shire, the new sheriff in town. I like that. That's a very good one. Um, Keith Lamack, may the real ACC champions please stand up. And that is, of course, the Blue Devils. And then Nick King. I like this one. Who better than Duke in the ACC? And he spells who? H-O-O. Those are, <laughs> those are all really good ones. And Oh, and we just got one from Eric Bishop. Grind it out in Greensboro. Devils cut down the net with dominant D. And that uh, the defense is the story of this game. No question about it. Donald, give me your headline. Uh, I don't have a headline. I think the one that we say we consider this matter closed sums it up perfectly. Uh, but yeah, it, it was uh, all the headlines that we've gotten so far are great. I haven't had a chance to read all of them, but keep them coming. Even if you're listening to this, send in our headlines, dbrpodcast at gmail.com. Jason, I'm going to let you start the conversation on Duke's defense. couple numbers I want to throw at you. Virginia shoots four for 17 from three. They shoot 16 for 48 overall from the field. So from the field on the night, Virginia is just 33%. What was Duke doing to make Virginia take such bad shots all night long? What Duke was doing was Duke had Derek Lively in the middle of that, of that defense in the, in the middle of the lane and Virginia. There's no way to say it other than this. Virginia was afraid they were scared of going into the lane and taking shots against Derek Lively. Uh, you know, he he finished the game. Crazy thing is he finished the game with two block shots. But, I mean, there's at least, at least 10 or 15 times that Virginia was in the lane. Like, literally, guys penetrated, they got the ball in there, and they went, uh-uh, I'm not doing this because this will come screaming the other direction if I put up a shot here. I, I think live, we cannot overstate how much this nine game run that Duke is on this nine game winning streak. And it actually goes back even further than that really to the first Carolina game, the degree to which Derek Lively has changed Duke's defense and made this team into a a team where opponents are uh, there's uh, like I said, there's no way to say it other than they're afraid to go in the lane against Duke. Look in, in the first half, in the first half, Virginia shot 27% from the field and 14% from three. And they just, they couldn't get good shots. We were contesting everything. We were making it hard for them to get the shots they wanted. That continued into the second half. They had a couple runs, a couple moments in the second half where they where they would get a little bit more. But for the most part, this entire game, like you said, Virginia shoots 33%, 23% from the three-point line. And part of that was them being cold, but almost all of the rest of it was Duke playing phenomenal defense. And by the way, I want to also credit, I I thought Mark Mitchell, I saw Derek Lively, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Derek Whitehead, um, Jeremy Roach, 
all these guys were working so hard on the Virginia perimeter players, Tyrese Proctor as well, to not let them have any space. Virginia, Kihei Clark had one of his worst games of his career. And and, and that is due to, the, and, and Armand Franklin, um, every one of these guys struggled because the Duke defense was so strong. It's the story of the game. Kihei Clark makes his first basket with like two minutes left in this game. And he's been the engine for Virginia for five years. You know, well, and, and really quick, the incredible so the incredible stat about Kihei Clark is not that he was one for nine from the field. The incredible Kihei Clark stat is he had one assist. Th- think about that. He has and, just and, and, an amazing, no, an amazing performance uh, on yeah. defense for Duke holding holding Virginia to forty nine and and honestly for a good stretch of this game, Duke was holding Virginia to to be on pace to only score forty points, Donald. Uh, jump in here. Talk to me about the Duke defense. Look, every shot was contested. It, it felt like almost almost every shot had a Duke hand in someone's face from Virginia, and I think that contributed a lot to Virginia's shooting wells. And even for us, we you know all year we've said our defense has been the leader, and our offense has yet to catch up. And yeah, our offense wasn't great tonight, but the 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 momentum that we got was from defensive stands. And we had a couple where they were able to work the shot clock all the way down. And then UVA was forced to throw up like a 25 footer with two hands, with two people in, in their face. And I think that was, it, it was hounding defense. It was unrelenting. It was unwavering. And as you know, UVA even tried to creep back into it. Duke was able to make these defensive stops at key moments. And from there, we were able to make the points necessary to win this game. I, it's it's unbelievable how this defense played throughout the tournament, but especially tonight, uh, and the fact that they were able to just hold UVA to their worst, you know, first half of the year, and it's just overall being able to hold them at bay and make it where they're making tough shots throughout the game. Let me give you guys the uh, basic stat comparison that stands out to me the most from this one. Duke turns the ball over in this game 11 times. Virginia turned the ball over 12 times in a year. That doesn't happen. By the way, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen to anyone that plays Virginia. Exactly. And in a year where Duke has had such a hard time holding onto the ball. And look, Duke had a couple of those, a couple of those weird turnovers tonight. A couple of the ones where, you know, whether it's Jeremy Roach or Kyle Filipowski, you know, where they. Oh my God. Roach had back to back. Roach had back to back turnovers that were so ugly. the, The first one was a completely blown fast break. And then he just like, Handed the ball to Reese Beekman, who it was. Jer- Jeremy Roach had four points of turnovers in like a matter of fifteen seconds. It was crazy. <laughs> and 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 despite that, Duke still wins the uh, turnover battle in this game. UVA turns the ball over twelve times to Duke's eleven. Donald, tell me about uh, Duke being able to hang on to the ball, and then I know you have to you have to take off. So so give us that, and then maybe one like parting word for John Shire's first ACC championship. Yeah, well, first, I mean, hats off to this new team. I mean, like I said, they have overcome so much. They have grown before our eyes over the last few weeks and in really the last month. And guys stepped up in ways that they haven't. Every time that there was a new challenge, these guys stepped up. Again, we've talked about taking care of the basketball. It's been our Achilles heel all year. Tonight, they relatively did well at taking care of the basketball. There, I mean, there was a couple times where – UVA was able to force some steals, but we were able to do that on our, uh, ourselves. And I think, again, our defense kind of helped our offense kind of remain at bay. But 
just to sum it all up, look, John Shire's in his first year. He's had to really, in, in the area of social media, and, and he's talked about this during the year, the amount of pressure that he was under and the amount of pressure that he was able to overcome and this team was able to grow with this coaching staff is simply surreal. And I, I didn't think we'd be standing here saying that John Shire would be an ACC tournament champion, but here we are saying that. And uh, I can't be prouder of this this team. And honestly, it gives me so much more excitement. Tomorrow we have the selection show. Where are we going to go? Who are we going to play? I guarantee you this, nobody in the country wants smoke with the Duke Blue Devils because they're playing their best basketball right now. And they're beating everybody in front of them, including some really, really good teams that people probably a month ago thought we would lose to. This is a great, great win for Duke. Donald, you mentioned uh, John Shire and and his ability to sort of pull this team together. I don't know if either of you guys heard his comments to Holly Rowe immediately after the game. They did have the the feed sort of lingered on John Shire there for a minute before they cut over to the UCLA game. <laughs> he seemed like he was almost in shock. Like he was going through all yeah. the all the sort of standard coach speak about, you know, how how good the team played on defense and and how they came together at the end of the season. But the the impression I got from his post game interview was, oh my God, we 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 like we won a thing. Like we're you know, we 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 have a good team here. And you could see the relief on they 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 panned the camera over to Shire's parents there in the last minute when Duke mm-hmm. was just taking free throws to ice the game and they were like they were oh going crazy. <laughs> like we did and, going and nuts. I got I got so fired up when they put on the the clips of John Shire from when he was in school. Cause John Shire, if if people remember. Uh, was an absolute beast in the ACC tournament. John Shire yes. loved playing in the ACC tournament. Uh, and and so I was like, oh yeah, he comes to play for this. Like this is this is something that he takes seriously. He loves he loves this event. So uh, I was I was thrilled for that. I've told you how much I've I've wanted to give him the slack this year on all the things that have gone wrong. What a week it has been for him to to get this Duke team out performing as well as they did against two teams who are good teams headed to the NCAA tournament, another team that was fighting for their NCAA tournament lives, and the two teams that Duke beat this week uh, to, to finish off the week are uh, are teams that had beaten the Blue Devils very recently. Uh, one in, like, crushing, like, destructive fashion, and one in crushing, like, heartbreaking fashion. So, And also, and also Sam, those are the last two losses Duke has had this year. That yeah. week where we had Miami and then and then UVA, those are the only two losses. Those are the last two losses that we have seen this team have. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's phenomenal how they've turned around since that week, which we remember that week being such, a, you know, an awful week in the sense of, you know, the Miami game was not anything to write home about. The UVA game was so frustrating and the matter to be, you know, is, is to be closed and all that. And to re- rebound from that and to be standing here as ACC tournament champions, like, that's amazing. This is an amazing, amazing turnaround for this team. All right, Donald, we're going to let you go. Uh, so say goodbye to the people. All right, goodbye to the people. We will see you tomorrow, Selection Sunday. Let's go. Enjoy Absolutely. Vegas, baby. Uh, Jason, we haven't gotten to talk much about Kyle Filipowski yet. Uh, ACC tournament MVP. What what can you say 
about Kyle Filipowski's effort uh, and and all the skills that he displayed in this one. You know, it's so easy to sort of say, oh, he's a, he's a big guy who can shoot outside and can handle the ball. Like, it's so simple to describe him that way. That's like not fair to his game. Uh, the the moves he puts in the post are really advanced. Like he knows how to create that extra little bit of space for himself. He, he's a rebounder. I, I'm not sure we've seen many guys who who have a nose for for rebounding the, the way that he does. You know, it's I mean, certainly it's like I guess maybe like Marvin Bagley or maybe Zion, not, not Zion really. What I, I guess Bagley's like the last guy I can think of like that who. When the ball went up, you're just like, well, he's probably going to get this rebound. And his his ability to to play on any level of the of the of the floor, out at the three point line, you know, give him the ball in the mid post and have him make a move, or just have him post up someone and put them on his butt and then finish, you know, all the way down on the blocks. And the fact that he does all this at seven one, like I think he's like two thirty or so. Yeah, he's just he's a really, really special. We we haven't seen many guys like him in a Duke uniform, and it was all on display in this Virginia game. Playing against the best defensive team other than Duke in the ACC, he 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 put on a show at times. There's and nothing look, more to say than that. UVA didn't have Ben Vanderplas in this game. I don't know that Ben 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 Vanderplas was no. stopping no. whatever Kyle Filipowski was bringing. Uh, and and you know they're always going to hold you to a a low scoring total but Filipowski display as you said he he can sort of do it from everywhere on the floor the floaters uh I'll 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 tease you my play of the game which is Kyle Filipowski passing out of the double team to Tyrese Proctor for the three like not even a question like, not what? even a question that's the play of the game we what, don't even what, have to what, we don't have to have a discussion what of is that? It's the play of the game yeah what what was that well, the crazy it's, thing about that play, and, and we'll just say right now, okay, this is our favorite play. We're doing the favorite play segment. This, right this is the play of the game. I mean, this was I, the tournament. I, if, you, if for some reason you missed it, uh, this is this is an all-timer thing. It's unbelievable. So let's be clear. It's a six-point game with eight minutes left. UVA has cut the lead to six. This uh, this is as close as they will get. I I think. Did they get it? They actually they got to four. They the got down game. to four in the last but it, minute. But it was but... it was over by you. With eight minutes left, six-point game, you were like, uh-oh. I mean, nerves were on high. I was sweating bullets here in, in my Atlanta living room. And Flip gets the ball in the post, and he gets whacked. Let's be clear. He got bumped. He was clearly fouled. I, I don't know how they didn't call the foul. There's no call, though. And he's, like, falling out of bounds and all this other stuff. He makes an impossible. I don't know how he saw Tyrese Proctor. I don't know how he threaded the ball through, like, six sets of arms. But that pass to Tyrese Proctor, that Proctor then buries for a three-pointer. By the way, I, I may be wrong. I'm not sure that Proctor had scored to that point. Tyrese Proctor really struggled early in this in the first half and, and throughout most of the, the second half. Like Tyrese Proctor and Mark Mitchell didn't score in the first half, I think. Um, so well, well, very few people scored in the first half because yeah, really. It was like flipping Duke no one only, else. Duke only scored 24 points in the first half. And, and like half of them were Kyle Filipowski. But that pass and then and then Proctor bearing that shot were incredible. And by the way, literally, Virginia comes down the next the next play, like right after that three-pointer, and Flip gets the steal and comes down and, and gets a dunk on back-to-back plays. That's That took the lead from 6 to 11, and Duke was able to hold Virginia at bay the rest of the game. By the way, 
We never trailed in this game, not once. I want to remind everyone that we ended this tournament, this difficult ACC tournament against three tournament teams, Pitt's making the, Pitt's making the tournament. Don't, I don't want to discuss that. We ended this tournament, all three of our games, we won fairly comfortably. I mean, there were some tense moments. Miami was kind of close for a little bit, but like in the final minute, I'm not sure that any of these games were really in doubt. That's a really dominating performance by the Blue Devils. Jason, I, I totally forgot to mention the other sort of narrative around Flip in this game, as good as he played. Do you zero remember? Zero points last game. He scored zero points against UVA in that in that overtime loss in Charlottesville. I mean, how good does he – you could see it when he, he made that pass. There, there was another uh, basket right around when he made that pass to Proctor where he was emoting. He, you know, he was looking up the, at the, the crowd. Dunk. He was the play I described, the dunk right afterwards. He yeah. was yeah. fired up. And, and I can only imagine what it feels like after the embarrassment of that game and the heartbreak of that game. Uh, the one that was in Charlottesville to come back and, and feel this one. Anyone else on, on Duke, Jason, that you want to highlight from this game? I feel like we, we talked about the defense and, and Derek Lively already. Um, but there's so much else it feels like that was going good for, I mean, Jeremy Roach has I was gonna say, all these plays down the stretch. We've got to talk about Jeremy Roach. Uh, March tournament Roach, March Roach is a special character. He is someone who understands when the game is on the line late, that the ball will be in his hands and he will make good things happen repeatedly. As Virginia tried to inch back into this in the final, like three or four minutes, Jeremy Roach was the guy who went out there and made the big play the same way he did yesterday against Miami. Remember yesterday against Miami, he had that huge basket, that huge three-pointer that that kept them at bay. This game was the same way in the final few minutes. Jeremy Roach was making all the big plays. I mean, look, Filipowski gets 20 points. Roach got 23. Those two guys were Duke's entire offense. I haven't bothered to total it. Wait, I, I'm going to do the quick math here. Hold on one second. So the rest of the Duke team, everyone else in a, in uniform for Duke, was four four sixteen. Other than Flip and Roach, the rest of the team was four for sixteen from the field. So, needless to say, Jeremy Roach and Kyle Filipowski were the man together, and and they won this game for the Blue Devils. And everybody else was was doing it on defense. You know that was yes, the, yes. that was the key to success tonight. Is that I, I I don't know how much we can harp on it. Holding Virginia even in a game where you know uh, we told you both Duke and UVA are going to play slow in this one. Like no one is speeding up. There were there were some fast break points, but other than that, this game moved about as slow as molasses. Duke held Virginia to just like horrible shooting all over the floor, and well, and it was very much a team effort. Well, my, my friend uh, Jonathan pointed out that last game, Virginia had tried to speed up the game a little bit. They tried to speed up their offense. That, that was how they were trying to, to maybe get a little bit better shots. And I saw them doing that in the second half as well. And the fact that Duke's defense was able to adjust to Virginia playing a little bit faster. They, they absolutely played a faster pace in the second half than they did in the first half. And, and the Duke defense was completely unfazed by it. Uh, I, a couple other guys I wanted to mention. I thought Ryan Young had a couple really nice moments in this game. Made made some really good passes at, at times against Virginia, and I, you know I, I thought he gave us a, a, a much better contribution off the bench today than 
than he has been lately. And Drake I mean, that, had that's had the a- difference between playing Miami and playing Virginia is yeah. that Ryan Young can be effective against Virginia. Exactly, exactly. And then I want to mention Drake Whitehead had, had a really interesting, at least the first half for him. And, and it's worth noting for the second game in a row, down the stretch in the final four or five minutes of a competitive game, Drake Whitehead was in there and, and John Shire was sort of rotating some other guys, but he wanted Whitehead in the game. And I think that's a big piece of development for, for Whitehead. But the thing I wanted to mention about him was it, the game couldn't have started worse for Dariq Whitehead. The first time he came into this contest, he had a really bad turnover. Then he uh, forced a, a shot that was a, a, not a good shot. And then he immediately committed a foul and, and Shire pulled him out. I mean, it was as bad a couple minutes as you'll see. And Shire pulled him out. And I was like, uh-oh, we're getting the bad Dariq Whitehead in this game. And then Whitehead came back in a few minutes later, promptly drained a long jumper with a guy in his face. It, and it was a good in rhythm shot. He grabbed a couple steals. It was this weird, like, you know, you, you got both sides of Dariq Whitehead in the span of a couple minutes. Like, here's the bad, here's the good. And, you know, obviously I would have loved to have seen a little more good from him, but but the glimpses he's showing, the glimpses he continues to show, I know that I know we're at the point where the season's almost done. But I'm I'm starting to get a little more hope that I'm gonna get a little more from Drake Whitehead. And he and again, the fact that he's playing down the stretch at the end, I think that's mostly his defense that has him in there. And uh, you know, Duke has a lot of versatility. You want to go big, we can go big. You want to go small, we can bring in Dariq Whitehead and go small. I want to give uh, John Shire one more piece of credit from this, and I I was thinking about it earlier in the game. He called a few timeouts in the second half. You you mentioned Duke. Duke leads this game wire to wire, and that sort of under, I think, underrates how much UVA was threatening Duke in the second half because you know you get that feeling when you play UVA that they are only a couple of buckets away from you know, like having you down by three, and it feels very hard to come back when uh, you're losing to UVA. The way that John Shire managed the game, managed the usage of his timeouts and uh, managed the play calling in this one, I thought displayed an immense amount of both maturity on his part and trust in his team that he knew that they knew what to do to keep Virginia at arm's length. UVA gets uh, gets gets it into a four-point game with a minute left, but otherwise it was at least a five-point game. So it was two possessions the whole way in the second half and for most of the first half. And I think John Shire's game management here was was a big part of that. And going against a coach in Tony Bennett, who we know knows how to deploy every you know every advantage uh, for himself, I am really impressed with the job that John Shire did. And uh, Jason, I don't know if you're still reading our emails, but uh, we got an email uh, a couple minutes ago from our friend Jamie Campbell, who said, uh, "I'm not the vindictive type, but well." I get the whole vengeance is best served cold stuff, but the Duke community owes John Shire an apology. Just a thought. I think there were points in this season, and look, Duke hasn't been to the NCAA tournament yet. Uh, call me again if you know Duke gets a four seed tomorrow and then and then loses to a thirteen in the first round. I don't I don't know that that's happening, but you know it, it certainly is possible. However, to this point in the season, uh, I think we have to give John Shire a ton a ton of credit developing his coaching style to be, you know, in 
there are some things in which he's clearly Mike Krzyzewski's disciple. And there are some things in which he's clearly doing his own thing. He uses his timeouts creatively. He deploys defensives creatively. Uh, he has a totally different sideline demeanor that is all his own. And, and I've, I've told you a few times this year, how much I admire the way that he handles himself on the court. And, and I, and I even started to see him, I think during this tournament, start to work the refs a little bit more. And yeah, I know we were yeah. talking about how, how sometimes there were calls this year where we thought, oh, John Shire's not getting that call, even though Mike Krzyzewski would get that call. I think he is he is well on his way to becoming one of those coaches that the refs are like, ah, oh, shoot, we're refing the Duke game tonight. Like we gotta we gotta be careful what we do around John Shire because he he knows what's going on here. So uh hu- I want to give a huge amount of credit for this win and for this tournament victory, not just to the guys on the court, Filipowski, Roach, uh, we, we've talked about lively everybody, but John Shire did a masterful job leading this team this week. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've got nothing to add to that. That is absolutely true. Uh, he, uh, I sent, I sent a text to some friends of mine. And I said, I'm not sure if John Shire is going to actually physically raise his middle finger to the ACC media, but let's just remember that the guy who just won the tournament is the guy who got zero coach of the year votes in his first season that, that I, I predict that the John Shire got zero coach of the year votes in the year. He, in the rookie year that he won the ACC tournament, that will not age well for the ACC media voters. <laughs> I, I am sure that he would rather have the, uh, Oh yeah. That he would rather have the, the, the banner than, yeah. than the individual trophy. Hey, I got a couple other really, really quick things before we roll. First one is a couple incredible stats in this game. Duke has only five offensive rebounds in this game. I mean, like this team, I, I'm I'm so impressed that this team has reached the point where they can figure out different ways to beat people. You know, like we we we've won games by bombing away it, it, recently in this tournament. We won games by bombing away from three. We've won games by grinding it out on the inside. We won games by grabbing them into offensive rebounds. Like, doesn't matter what you what you throw up against us, we're gonna figure out how to do it. But for Duke to win a game with only five offensive rebounds is really impressive. Yeah, super weird that we mentioned as the as the good that Duke wins the turnover margin. They lose the uh, the offensive rebounding margin in this one. They they did a... win the overall rebounding battle, but yeah, no, yes. Virginia had but... more offensive rebounds than we did. Uh, another weird stat that I noticed, you know, that Duke had ten steals, like Virginia had eleven um, or twelve, I think, turnovers. Ten of those were Duke steals. And, and they would come in like flurries. I mentioned, you know, Whitehead had a couple. I think Roach had a couple at one point. You know, it was Duke, Duke was getting a lot of steals in this game and, and yet another sign of the great defense we played. And the last thing I want to mention regarding Jeremy Roach, Sam, tell me if you noticed this as well. It felt to me like, you know, announcers, everybody's talked a lot about the fact that, hey, this is Tyrese Proctor's offense that he runs now. Proctor is the guy who runs the O and Jeremy Roach is playing off the ball. It felt to me in this game like Roach was on the ball a lot more. That it, And it wasn't just the fact that Proctor didn't play. as many, Proctor played 33 minutes, which is a little less than he sometimes does. Roach, by the way, played 39 minutes. Jeremy Roach basically didn't come out of this game. But, but it, it wasn't even when they were both on the floor together, I felt like they were putting the ball in Jeremy Roach's hands a little bit more. And again, I think this is tournament Roach. This is March Roach. And John Shire's like, yeah, I'm going to ride you a little bit here. And I think that's an interesting development that we saw in this contest. I hate making comparisons, you know, only to championship teams as I want to do. But 
doesn't this feel a little bit like 2015 in the way that John Shire is deploying his guards the way that Coach K did with Quinn Cook and, and Tyus Jones, where, you know, coming into the season, Quinn Cook was was good, um, was not probably considered like a national championship winning point guard. He moves off the ball, but he still plays a huge role on, at both ends of the court, uh, you know, taking his man, uh, facilitating offense and sort of giving Tyus Jones the space to operate in in his best way. I feel like Jeremy Roach is playing a similar role, not as good of a shooter as as Quinn Cook was, but a much better driver and and clearly has figured out. We we said that that you know my play of the game yesterday uh, against Miami was was Roach to Proctor, and we we saw more of that today. I agree with you. It was it, it was cool to see that, and it tells me that Shire is continuing to tinker with the way that this with the way that this lineup works and the way that he's he's calling the offense and the way that he's letting these guys sort of figure out how to play together. Hey, last thing, at least from me, uh, we are not going to record. We're not going to have another episode until after the selection show has announced where Duke is and what seed they are. I'm, I'm of the belief, especially considering how impressive, as I mentioned earlier, you know, these were all all three of these wins that Duke had were reasonably comfortable wins. Uh, you know, we beat Virginia by 10, beat Virginia by 10 points. I mean, at Duke's Duke is up to number 21. In Ken Pomeroy's rankings, I don't have the latest net rankings, but Duke is going to be like 14 or 15, maybe 13 in the net rankings after this after this victory. I'm, I think that the human polls will probably have us, we may be as high as like maybe 12 or 11 in the human polls. I won't be surprised if that's the case when the when the polls come out on Monday. I really think this Duke team is getting a four seed. Uh, I, you know, I, I know that our record earlier in the year was was pretty spotty and that the selection committee has to consider the entire season, but we're probably getting a four seed and there's going to be whatever region we're in. The number one seed in that bracket is going to pitch a fit. They're going to be furious to see Duke as a number four because we've won nine in a row and nobody ain't nobody wants a piece of this Duke team at this point. And and I told you yesterday, and I will stick to this, that the, uh, that, that Duke beating UVA here and then looking at, at who else is above Duke in the net makes me feel very good that Duke is going to get a shot at, at staying, uh, staying at home and getting to go to Greensboro for the first weekend. A Greensboro Coliseum that, you know, even if there are vindic- vindictive ones out there, will not be full of Carolina fans. Uh, well, and, and what's more, a Coliseum that we literally just played in for three days, probably practiced in a day before that, uh, there will be no one in that bracket who will be as uh, experienced. And uh, I don't know. Did UNC you... Greensboro win their uh, win their conference tournament? Uh, I'm I not guess even they, sure. they probably they probably aren't eligible. I think because because uh, you can't. Yeah, play it'd, be, like... it'd be their home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Regardless, uh, they're, they're, you know they're hosting it. <laughs> the the way Duke has played these past three games in Greensboro, the notion of going back there next week to play a couple more, I'm all for it. I am all for that. And then let's see if. Uh, I, I I don't know if if John Shire is of the uh, the Coach K philosophy that he likes to stay close to home for tournaments, or if he's of the Jim Calhoun philosophy that he likes to go far away for tournaments. But assuming that he likes staying home, I'm also looking at who else is in, you know, who 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 else is is vying for those three, four, five seeds. Feels like Duke might also potentially be on track to to be in the East Region and get to go to New York 
for uh for a sweet 16 if they made it that far so uh an awesome performance like I, i'm not sure that that this week could have gone much better for duke in terms of beating miami and uva teams that are very highly regarded and that duke was probably directly competing with for a spot in the east region yeah i, I mean there's nothing more you can say but i i can't i can't imagine the ACC tournament could have you're you're dead right about that it could not have gone better you blow Pittsburgh out of the water you beat a you know a really good Miami team that that plays with outstanding guards in a high scoring game and then you you beat a Virginia team that's grinding you and just physical with you and, and your two best players Kyle Filipowski and Jeremy Roach have great great games great tournaments to do it I mean we couldn't script it. We couldn't script this any better. Let's get out of here, man. Pretty great. Uh, no bad? No bad you want to share? No. Bad? From this one? No. Duke holds UVA to 49 points? You don't want to do any bad? No. I have no <laughs> bad. Right. Are you kidding let's, me? Uh, what, what bad would you have? Let's leave it. Wait, wait. Uh, two questions. So we got our play of the game is, is uh, Filipowski to Proctor. Yeah. Uh, Jason, uh, your player of the week? Kyle Filipowski. Kyle nuts Filipowski. Yeah. <laughs> Just showing up being being a dude. Uh yeah. and- as uh, let me put it this way. As the headlines as numerous people have sent us headlines that indicate the matter is closed. Kyle Filipowski is the ACC tournament MVP. Uh K-Man sent us flip goes 0 to 20 in second shot at who's. Nice. Nice. So, That's another good headline. Uh, everyone's everyone's uh you know, every everyone's showing up for this. I love how many headlines we're getting instantly. Uh, this is this is sick. We might have to we might have to just do another recap of all the headlines tomorrow because I can't keep up with them. Okay, Donald Wine was here. He's now in Vegas. He's I don't know if you're out in Vegas tonight. Uh, look for him. Uh, I don't know if you'll find him, but but you can certainly look for him. Jason Evans is here. He's been here the whole time. So thank you, Jason, for being here. I'm Sam Klein. I was your host for this episode. DBR Podcast at gmail.com. The tournament's coming up. Uh, Kenny Denard's coming up. We have, I think we have one more special guest coming this week, but I'm not going to tell you who it is uh, because, folks, it's uh, it's time for the NCAA tournament. Let's fire it up. DBR Bites, episode 20. ACC champs in his first season. John Shire is undefeated in the ACC tournament. We'll leave it there. Duke Band, take us home. Yeah, baby. Yeah.